Hello and welcome to the Ohio High School Hoops Around the State podcast. Today we have the man behind the numbers. Um, so we're going to put a face with the name today. Uh, we have Mr. Brayton Martin joining us. How you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's good to have you. Um, so in case you're, you know, most people that watch this, I'm sure have um, at least been introduced to your site at this point. Um, but gentleman here is, is running the Martin RPI site, which is a fast, uh, rising site, especially in Ohio. It's, uh, gained a lot of trend, at least in the last, I mean, probably two months. So before we kind of get into that, maybe give us a little bit of a background of you and, and where you come from and, um what you've been doing yeah so i i am actually i live over in northwest ohio uh right outside of defiance i'm graduated from airsville high school which i'm sure 90 percent of the people who listen to this probably have never heard of airsville <laughs> uh small little d4 school um but no so i've always you know the always been into you know high school hoops going to state tournament ever since i was I think first first grade was the first time that me and my cousin skipped school to go down to state. Okay. And that that was like we we looked forward to that like we did Christmas every year. It yeah. was it was always one of my favorite weekends of the year and just going to that every year has always been always been awesome. So it, the last few years I've I've kind of noticed like the districts of over in our way um aren't very well like balanced out in terms of you know you get one one district where there's you know there's eight teams in there that, are, that have a chance to win it where there's other districts in the same region that have there's one favorite but want to stand a chance in the other district so um that's the they, the northwest district athletic board they like assign assign teams in the districts they i don't know it i thought it was based on location i don't think it is because it's kind of just hit or miss on some of them, but um, they assign them like before the, before the season, I think they do it every two years when they redo like the divisional assignments for the OHSA. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just kind of a random say, Hey, you guys are going to go to the Elida district. You guys are going to Finley. And it, 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 it's always seemed like the Elida district has been absolutely loaded. I, I think I have on the site like 2018 or 2019, there was eight teams in that district with a winning percentage over seven, 750. Wow. And then like two of the other districts combined, there was three teams that were like that. So uh, to me, that this kind of like just putting all the two or three seeds, if you did that for college March Madness into one regional and then just letting the rest or letting it play out that way. And, that didn't really make sense. So I've kind of just done this. I've always, I'm a big math guy, analytic nerd, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> but I've, I've kind of made these for myself the last few years for teams over in Northwest Ohio. Um, and I pretty much just kept the results to myself and just kind of used it on my own. Um, and kind of follow the terminal tournament along that way. And, you know, this year I, for each team that I do it for, there's a oh can you hear me yep gotcha okay i don't know what that was yeah. but um but no for, for so for each each team that i do it for um you have to get their schedule 
And then every team that they play, you have to get their whole schedule. And then you need the re results and, you know, winning percentages for every team. So that could be, you know, for for one team to figure out their RPI, you need about 40, 40 schedules probably. Um, so branching out a little bit further this year, I think I had like 300 or so schools. And at that point, I had about 500 total schedules. So I just said, hey, what the heck, might as well do the whole darn stake since I already have about 70% of the schedules. So I ended up doing that. It was kind of like a month before the season started, I didn't really have any plans for any of like the site or anything to take off as it has, which has been really cool. But, um, uh, my sister has kind of, kind of helped me got a website going and, and trying to get it out to more people to see. And it turned out that a lot of people are seem to enjoy it, which like I said, is really neat. So <clears throat> when you started this, so you're, you're a numbers guy, which works out well, I'm a, I'm a math teacher. So, oh, yeah, there um, you go that uh, that works out well but so you know what what i'm hearing is like i know with the schedules like you know that you go down a, a rabbit hole with that um with you know with joe idol on the football side of things i mean you can start clicking on on different you know teams and before you know it you've got 18 oh, yeah. 18 tabs open of of teams that you've opened up right but, yeah. um when you first started this so it, it sounds like you kind of piloted it to yourself for a couple of years. Um, where did you come up with like the different categories that you were going to, um, <clears throat> you know, score these in? In terms of like the, the RPI itself? Yeah. Like, you, like how, how did you, how did you come up with your initial breakdown? Yeah. So I started the first year I did, I think it was 2019. I just did the um generic rpi formula that i think ncaa uses yeah. um they, they don't really use it i mean they do, they do like that net ranking now and they have so many different metrics to rank teams it's it's crazy but i started off with that where it's i think theirs is like 25 percent your winning percentage 50 percent your opponent's winning percentage, which is basically your strength of schedule. Mm -hmm. And then the last 25% is called your opponent's opponent's winning percentage, which is basically like saying, you know, if Ohio state beat a 15 and three Michigan state team, they would get more points than, you know, Dayton would for beating a 15 and three Davidson team because the 15 and three big 10 team, that's a little bit stronger of a resume compared to a 15 and three Atlantic 10 team. So um, it's kind of just, it's, I always, I thought it was a great way to, you know, to rank teams, um, to where, you know, like for coaches seating and stuff, there's so many coaches that a vote on their buddies and whatnot, B they'll, they'll, they'll see teams when they don't really know much about them. Yeah. So if, you know, doing it this way by it's an objective, objective way, you can't really, I mean, you could argue how it's the final result you get there with how you weight each one, but it's not really like it's there's no opinion to any of it so um after, so like i said the, the first year i did the college one um and then i doing that it was kind of skewed a little bit because it didn't ha it didn't take into account similar to how joe I, I i tell does is um you get more points for beating bigger schools so then i added that in there um and the, and last year I thought I had it, I thought I had it hammered out pretty well. And like throughout this year, I've noticed it might need tweaked a little bit more like 
Um, that some of the coaches that have reached out uh, more towards like the D- Division One schools are you know pointing out that maybe the the points you get for beating bigger schools should be a little bit higher than five percent. And I I'm going to be toying around with it a lot after the season. I didn't want to do anything during the middle of the season to mess everything up. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely could could use some tweaking, that's for sure. But I know th- there's like eight states right now that actually use RPI to rank uh, for their, like their postseason tournaments. Um, not in Ohio, but like uh, you know Kentucky, Oregon. There's there's eight of them, um, and not just for basketball. They do it for for a lot of different sports. And I think each state uses a different variation uh, where they each want each like category of the RPI is weighted differently. So that's the good thing about it is you it's pretty easily to you know replicate or create a new one after you just tweak a couple things um so yeah that's pretty much where i'm at right now so on uh, the the thing that you know when i'm looking at this the thing that kind of your records of these teams are very accurate um which has been a gripe for a long time on the basketball sides of things, it's, it's really hard. Like, even like with max preps, it's like, because you have to be reliant on coaches or whomever team statistician, that's going to put those results in there. And it just seems like there's never been a place where you could go like where football, I mean, you know, every, those records are extremely accurate um, up to the minute. How are you, how are you getting, you know, the results and, keeping them as accurate as you are so that yeah that's always been like you said with max preps you never know how reliable it is yep uh, i mean they have pretty much every school in ohio on there but like you said it's just you know coaches you they don't always do it sometimes a lot most of the teams that are missing like half their games so um social media has made it a heck of a lot easier because sure. every basketball team athletic department school they have a twitter account where they tweet out the results every day um but that can be pretty time consuming you know typing in each one trying to find it so i mean where i record all the results on the schedules i have like links on each one so that i can you know go go to here there's there's a lot of great sites out there you know davy one i get a lot of scores from them up in Mm -hmm. northwest ohio area they they put in scores, update them every single night. It's got every school in Northwest Ohio, so that's a really easy one. Um, and then there, there's probably, let's see, eight to ten different places I'll go to to find scores. And a lot of them are max preps. Um, if they do have max preps, I try to find at least another one just to you know confirm that that's the case. Um, but, yeah, I should definitely put a disclaimer on there that says there's – uh, 100% chance that not all of these teams are going to be completely accurate because it's just, it, there's no way that that could be. So I've had a couple people reach out and say, Hey, this is actually, we're actually 16 and four, not 16 and five. And, you know, I had a couple games wrong or was missing one, something like that. So there's always going to be a couple that are off, but yeah, double checking them and, and getting a couple different places for or scheduled results from each one is kind of what I've been, been doing. Yeah, I've always found the kind of the differences with football. <clears throat> football, you got one game a week, so it's easy to pinpoint. Basketball, you're typically looking at two, maybe three. Um, right. And then you're throwing these cancellations because you got weather. 
Um, and then a really hard time for me always was like around the holidays when these teams are all over the place uh, playing in different tournaments, out of state. Um, yeah. So tracking those things down can be difficult as well. So with that being said, like on any given day, like how much time are you spending with with this process? So with the, the with all the team schedules, I combine them all into this master schedule. So um, say November 24th was first night of the year, uh, opening night where you could actually play games at our scrimmages. So that day I put in. I have the on my file that I have, I just put in November 24th. It shows me every single game that's being played that night. And then from there, I have the links of where to track down their schedule. So I I track it down that way. Um, and, and like you said, with teams playing two or three nights, Tuesdays, Fridays, Saturdays are the big hitters. So mm-hmm. every, I swear every team in the state plays on Fridays. Um, if not, they're playing on Saturday. And about 90% of them play on Tuesdays as well. Not everyone, but those are definitely, I think that Tuesdays, there's probably about 500 or so games. Um, and then Friday and Saturdays combined, there's there's probably over 1,000 games, 1,200 games or so there that I have to update. Um, so I've I've timed myself, seeing how quick I can get them put in. And I've, I've got around like 150 to 170 done in an hour. Okay. So those late Friday nights, and I, I think, like during the season, I'd stay up till probably like two in the morning on Friday nights and then wake up at about six on Saturday to try to finish them up, hopefully be done by like 8 a.m. <laughs> so yeah. it's definitely after after the Friday and Saturday games have or were, have taken the longest. Um, Tuesday, Tuesday night ones, I'm take that back. Tuesday night ones actually take the longest just because can't stay up till 2 a.m. when I have work the next day. Yeah. So those ones are kind of done later in the day on Wednesday when I get home from work i'll do some on my my lunch break and whatnot so yeah just yeah but the other ones on monday and wednesday and thursdays when they don't play very often those ones i can i can get those ones done in about a half hour or so so i'm, I'm guessing you're you're married correct yes yep. uh, now do you have any, do you have kids as well yeah so i have i have a seven-year-old and my wife has a seven-year-old so I got a son and a stepson who are three months apart. So they're basically twins. Okay. <laughs> and and she, she's actually due on Sunday, March 6th with oh, wow. one of our Congratulations. boys. So could be getting the call anytime here, which unfortunate tournament time. She's asked me if Ayersville just won uh, Tuesday or last night. Yeah. Uh, district semis. And she's like, so what are you going to do if we have the baby before Friday? And I was like, planning on going actually that didn't get a great response so we'll see about that yeah so airsville are they in the green meadows conference yep green meadows okay we Um, got antwerp district finals yeah yeah uh wayne trace is still in it correct in in d3 yep yep nice nice landorf district now you you said you you played at airsville correct uh, yeah were you there was was is it zach rich was he the was yep, he, the he was coach? my coach okay. yep all four years okay um yep. so just for the viewers out here you were pretty decent like i mean you were a shooter correct yeah i, I shot probably too much the th- typical three and d guy yeah <laughs> no, I, so so I, you I did like you, you more, did but... you did defend somebody oh yeah yeah okay. well my freshman and sophomore years that was especially my sophomore year they kind of 
I would always, you know, guard the other teams better, best best guard, ball handler. Yeah. And then got to my junior and senior year. We had a really good it'd be a class that's two years under the under me. Um and you know, by the time I got to junior senior, they're just like, let's just save you for offense. You don't have to worry about defense yeah. as much. So I was like, all right, if that's what you want me to do. Yeah. Most of the most of the three point shooters I ever played with, they couldn't guard a parked car. So um <laughs> the uh so you so, you're not just a numbers guy. You're not just, you know, it seems like you're pretty passionate about high school basketball in general, which probably makes this more enjoyable to even do this. Right. Definitely. It's like I said, going back to the state tournament thing, that's kind of where it all started. And, you know, I've always been going to games around, uh, you know, not just Ayersville games, obviously growing up, uh, the school that I go, that I went to, but, you know, going to, I think I've gone to, countless number of district games regionals i remember going to anderson arena the old bowling green uh arena there that was you know you walk in and you go down yeah um that stadium was awesome um and then you know the more over the years after getting you know going to so many you learn more about different parts of the state and something i told somebody else is you know being like up in the corner of northwest ohio like you always have the one or two teams every year. They're like, oh, this these guys are definitely going to go to state. They're they're they, they're going to bring it back to Northwest Ohio. Well, doing like the RPI rankings where you you know getting to know all these teams a little bit more. It's like it doesn't matter how good you are. There's always going to be somebody out there that's you know, they could have your number any night. Yeah. Um, especially like in D- Division Four, Antwerp, for example, one of like their best years in history, probably close to it. Um, everybody up here is like these guys are a shoe in you know going to state well tip and calvert they're amazing you get down to the south southwest region botkins and tri village those two teams are unbelievable yeah. who you know going against antwerp uh, it could be or it's a 50 50 matchup then you know, over in cleveland you got richmond heights it's just it's crazy how many good teams and programs there are across the state that you know starting out you know being in the, like i said the corner of northwest ohio you don't really know about um unless you're really involved with it yeah so i grew up in eastern ohio um i live in in the columbus area now but you know living in eastern ohio growing up like um i was well aware of of the heavy hitting teams around the state you know the the monsters if you will but like I don't think I ever realized living in that part of the state just how many other good teams there are out there that like right. that may never get to the state because they they constantly have to go through these monsters every year. Yep, um, exactly. Because like you know, the eastern part of the state. I mean, obviously the um, the population there is dwindling, but um, you still get some teams, especially like in the Tuscarawas County area. Um, obviously Highland up in Holmes County um, is pretty well known, but um, not, not exactly a uh, Eastern Ohio is not exactly a, a basketball powerhouse area, but um, I, I'm with you though. It was growing up there. Like you would think those teams were like, you know, the best team in your area was, you know, amazing. And then you right. put, them, put them up against somebody else. And it was like, eh, maybe they're pretty, pretty average. At best. Right. But, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's that's the exactly. fun part. The state is huge, uh, right? Yeah, you know, the state is huge. I, like I, I, I did a, a a ranking the other day of you know the toughest districts out of all sixty four, and yeah. I think the division two and division four east districts were 
were way up there. I want to say like top two in, in their in both of their divisions. There's like like you said, there's so many good teams and you know, just like the state qualifiers aren't aren't the like the only good teams in the state. There's right. there's like four or five teams over in that D two East District that could come out of there, yep, get the regionals and have to play some you know, even tougher teams. It's it's just crazy how you know, and that's part of the reason that I've been doing this is just because like the imbalance or yeah, the imbalance across, you know, how the brackets have been set up in the past, I would like to see, you know, just a a, a D four school in the East district should have like the same percentage chance, you know, if, if they're the same seed as getting to state as like a D one school in the Toledo area, yeah. this should just be the same for everybody. So, but yeah. Yeah. You know, you mentioned those the D two, D four, and East District. Like the D four East District, um, I thought they had probably six teams this year that were really, really good. And when you look at the regional setup, they only they're only getting one of those teams to the regional. Uh, where the Southeast, um, yeah. Now I I understand it's a year to year thing, but like historically, um since Highland has went down to that region, because they used to go to Canton, but they're now down in Athens. I mean, they just ran roughshod over those Southeast teams down there. Um, and then last year, New Boston, Glenwood, New Boston kind of broke through um, right. and, and was able to get out of there from Southeast Ohio. But it's a shame that like, I'd say, yeah, there was probably six really good teams there. The East district has probably four, four or five really good teams in D2. Um, and I think they're only going to get one. Yeah, they're only going to get one out. Right. Um, yeah. So that's like the like you were saying in Division Four. There's 18 teams in that East District. Yeah. And then you know you look at the two Columbus District. There's 19 teams in the Columbus District Division Four. They get two out of there. Yeah. They go one go one goes to Athens and one goes over to um, is it uh, down to Kettering? Kettering. Yeah. Um, and like you compare the teams those the two columbus ones uh in division four those two districts are there's like oh my gosh the, the, whoever wins that district they want to get out of sectionals in that d4 east district which i don't mean to to, to harp on them but <laughs> i mean it, yeah that the east district they they kind of get the short end of the stick only getting one team out of 18 when they have so many good ones in there yeah one one thing that is always um I mean, and it's kind of hard to do because of the travel time. But when you look um, at the geographical equality, a lot of times when you get to the state, um, you're not getting the four best teams because getting out of D2 Southwest Ohio um, is a lot more difficult than getting out of the D2 Athens Regional. Um, right. So... Sometimes that's what creates bad semifinal matchups uh, at the state. At times, you've seen some pretty lopsided right. semifinal scores. Is yeah. that geographical equality? And, you know, that's one of those things I don't really know if there's a whole lot you can do because it's not like, right. you know, if you're, if you're in the eastern part of the state or southeast, I mean, you're not going to travel to Toledo on a Tuesday night for a game. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, just to say that we've got the four best teams there. I know. There's right. gotta be there's gotta be a cutoff point, but that... yeah, with 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 it being high school sports, you're, you you definitely have to have some kind of geogra geographical aspect to it. Yeah, just because you know, like you were saying, 
athletic departments don't have like the budgets of like <laughs> no. college programs where they can right. take a plane or a bus ride and, you know, not have to worry about, you know, the price, you know, staying in a hotel, all kinds of stuff. Um, so yeah, there, there's definitely, I mean, in a perfect world, my opinion, they, it could, I think teams should be seated by or assigned to the 16 regions and seated, you know, if there's 55 teams in a region, seat them one to 55. Yep. And you, you might get a couple games in there where a team's going to have to travel an hour, hour and a half. But, you know, you look at the playoffs the last couple of years, you got a bunch of those. I mean, you, you still have some of those across the state now in basketball. So there, there's no perfect way to do it. But the idea, you know, is to get the closest to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would uh, I would definitely love to see the, the state pick this up and uh, maybe work alongside of you. And that's kind of what I was hoping to do, having you having you on here just to get your get your name and face out there a little bit more, um, because you know, with the, the seedings, as you re- was mentioning um, earlier, was you get you get coaches, and, and I've been in these meetings before, um, especially when they were doing them in person, where if you didn't like a guy or it was somebody that was, you know, because in a lot of these districts, sometimes you don't even play any, like, like you may be the outsider or there may be a team that, that doesn't play anybody that's at this meeting. Um, take for example, West Holmes, West Holmes is in the East district, uh, division two. They play in the Ohio Cardinal conference, uh, with Mansfield senior and, uh, you know, Lexington and those teams, they don't play any of those outside. Well, they don't even play Highland anymore. They don't play anybody in the East district anymore. And then they have to go to this, you know, they're getting seated by coaches that, I mean, I guess if they do their homework, then they probably would know something about them. But right. if, if you're not playing them, um, it's, it's kind of hard to vote on that. Exactly. Yeah. You, you get there's this. A, that's a perfect example of, you know, there's so many there's even districts like that in, in northwest Ohio where you'll get teams in the same district that are an hour, hour away. They don't play each other on the regular season schedule. There's no they don't have any common opponents. So like what? But. Like you said, they coach, like the coaches can do their homework, but what do they really have to gain from doing that? I doubt most of them do. Um, so they just, you know, I assume they just throw them on there. They'll have their conference allegiances and all, and you know, factor all that. And I, I know when I was talking about that earlier, I had a couple coaches that were complaining after the the tournament draw first week of, weekend of February that were saying, you know, the the beer buddy voting system has to has to be handled <laughs> yeah. somehow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was asking, um, I had a, a guy on Mike Roth from Prep Hoops Ohio a couple weeks ago, and I, I was trying to pick his brain on this because this is something that's bugged me. As far as once these teams are seated, um, then you can go on the bracket. It's not like your tip, it's not like a college NCAA bracket where one plays 16. Um, so a lot of times, um, that that can get very interesting too. So I guess I'm more like old school where I, like if, if you get voted one, um, you're playing the lowest seed. Uh, right. But, you know, in high school, like, for example, in central Ohio, you get like um, Beechcroft and um, trying to think who the number two seed was, Buckeye Valley maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. Both running to the both running to the same regional so they can go down to Athens instead of having right. to 
you know, go to the Southwest, uh, yep. which, you know, I guess it's all about strategy, but I'm, I'm more, I'm more old school. I like to just put them on there as they were voted. Right. That, that I, I feel, I, I, I understand the other side of it where, like you said, there's a strategy to it wanting to, you know, get the easiest way to state. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of, of fairness, that I, I'm the same way. I'm more old school to where, you know, one should be playing 64, two, 63 and so on. Um, but yeah, I, I get why coaches do that, but you know, you get like, say the five seed wants to, you know, go away where, you know, they don't really agree with what the seating is. Mm -hmm. Well, then if they go somewhere, um, in a more st making the bracket more stacked, well, then that kind of defeats the whole purpose of, you know, having a balanced, you know, tournament. Um, but again, that's, that's the coaches uh, that I didn't, I didn't realize that was a thing until a couple of years ago. Cause like Northwest Ohio, they, they do that district wide, but they do it. Well, they see teams. So, you know, it was like one through they have like three districts that they see together yeah. in the Northeast districts. Then, so they, it's a little easier for them uh, to, to pick where they're going to go. So as we wrap up here, um, what, what is the, like, What's the biggest thing that you've learned from from doing this this year uh, as you're, you've taken on the whole state as opposed to maybe just uh, your corner of the state? Um, there's a heck of a lot more teams than I ever thought there were. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's there's so many teams I've never even heard of before this year. Um, and you know, a thing that you brought up earlier um, that I didn't say anything about, but the, the uh, holiday tournaments. Yeah. Holy smokes! There's like the like all the coaches or athletic directors they put their schedules on that arbiter. Yeah. Um, and I pulled them originally from there. Well, the holiday tournaments they aren't really on there. So you know, the team has 20 games on their schedule. Most likely, those other two are saved for the holiday tournament. Um, but you know, when you get those, that's when you get all the out of state ones. And I think total, including like the out of state you know, schedules and records I had to get. I think there was probably 1,200 or so total schedules I had to get. And there's only 799 teams. So there's so many, you know, not just so many teams in general, but like, again, how we were saying earlier, there's so many more great programs, coaches, all that out there that, you know, being in one little area of the state that a lot of people don't know about. So I think it's been really cool just seeing the reaction to, you know, a statewide, you know, view, viewpoint of it where, um, like you have that for football with the regional rankings, but, you know, basketball, we have, there's a ton of different regional sites, you know, like Columbus, the 270 hoops with Zach Fleer is yep. awesome. What he does there. Um, there's, you know, like I said, Davey one up, up in, in Northwest Ohio. Um, there's so many different, you know, social media pages, everything. So, but like I said, those are all, you know, we're only going to focus on the teams in our area. So having a statewide viewpoint has been, been really cool to, to get going. Yeah. Southwest is, is pretty, pretty good too, because they all run off that like same like website format. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that all those has conferences. been, I love those Southwest ones just because they, <laughs> yeah. I know their schedule is going to be on there. It may not be hundred percent accurate, but it's probably more reliable than max preps. Yep. Uh, I, I wish every school in the state would use that same whatever software it is that they yeah. use because it's very easy to, easy to follow. And what 
what do you, I know you mentioned something earlier, but what, what is the, like you've, you've had a year to kind of look at this and you don't want to change anything right now, but what's the thing that you're looking to maybe improve on with this, uh, with these rankings? Yeah. So I, I, I want to tweak the formula somehow to where you do get a little bit more, like right now I have it weighted 5% of it is, you know, the point factor like the Joe Itell stuff where more points for beating big bigger schools I'm thinking that should be more around 10 percent um and then for the rest of it I'm gonna toy around with it I think after once term and everything's done with I kind of want to do a couple like mock rankings where it would basically show me what the rankings would be if I weight things differently Mm -hmm. um because like I said with Doing it the last couple of years in Northwest Ohio, I thought thought I had it down great, but you know, not at Northwest Ohio that doesn't play you know near the whole schedule that you know the Columbus area teams or the bigger schools in Cleveland area where they play you know like your St. Ed's and your St. Vincent St. Mary's of the world who play you know nationally ranked teams. Yeah. Um, so it definitely needs some tweaking. I'm going to toy around with it, see what I can come up with. Um, and then what my biggest goal for the off season is to, you know, get everything ready to do the girls next year too. Cause they have the exact same issues that the boys are having with, sure. with you know, the tournament disparities. So that's, I'd, I'd really like to get that going as well as for next year. Well, that's yeah. So, um, you said you, you mentioned earlier about going down to the state tournament. Um, what, what was your first year there? Um, let's see. It was the year Raymar Morgan was down there, Kent McKinley. I think it was 04, 05 maybe. I think it was the year yeah. after LeBron. I didn't get to see okay. LeBron. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Raymar was there in 04, 05, and 06. So they won it in 05 okay. and 06. So. Gotcha. So it was one of those years. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I know you, you had mentioned skipping school and going there. Um, now, have you been um, to most of them since? So I've been into every one except for Dayton. I've been to Dayton yet. Obviously, the one that they got canceled yeah. uh, in 2020, and then last year I didn't make it down just with the limited attendance. And you know, a lot of that part of what you know makes it so awesome is just the group. Of, like I got a group of pretty much family and friends that go down yeah. there, probably eight to twelve of us every year, and they weren't really sure about going down just because the whole ticket thing was. You know, we weren't sure about it, so we skipped last year. So this will be my first year going down to Dayton so I'm really excited to see that and this this will be the first year bringing uh my two boys down for, okay. for the whole weekend so they're gonna I, I told my wife I was like hey you're fine with the boys the boys skipping school for Friday and Monday right and they're just like did you get to do that I was like heck yeah I did <laughs> first grade yeah <laughs> so yeah I'm, I'm pumped to take them and you know I, I don't I don't know I, I feel like a lot of the people from the southwest area that even being down there from the Dayton area that they kind of prefer it back in Columbus. Yep. Um, so I, I, I'm not going to make an opinion on it cause I haven't even been to the, and the only time I've ever been to UD arena was to watch Luke, uh, Luke and play down there for Franklin at a regional game yep. or district regional, one of the other. So, um, I'm, I'm excited for it this year. That's for sure. Yeah. I was, uh, I was fortunate enough to go last year. Obviously it was kind of, I mean, kind of strange, um, right. with just, it was just weird, uh, you know, when you're coming off. Yeah. And I think my first state term was 97, so it was the old St. John Arena. Um, so when you've been going that long and then, like, last year there was so limited uh, amount of people, 
Uh, I do think they let in a, a, a few more than probably expected, but um, right. yeah, UD Arena is awesome. Um, been to plenty of districts and regionals down there. It's it's a it's a it's such a cool venue, but yeah, the central location of Columbus and just um, when you think of state, you think of going getting to Columbus. Uh, it's like you don't you don't think of getting to Dayton, uh, even though Dayton is a great 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 basketball city. Um, right. But yeah, that that's awesome, man. It's it's uh, if if you if you don't go to the state tournament, if you're not involved in high school basketball, I don't think you quite understand like the. It's like a holiday, really. Um, oh, it is. You know, absolutely. And you see a bunch of people that you don't you know typically see uh, throughout the year. Uh, you know, it's, it's like right. a, like a reunion of sorts. But last thing yeah. I wanted to ask you about, um, I, I kind of check this daily. Did you foresee? Um, this gaining as much traction as this because you're like your your twitter following has increased significantly um and i don't know what your your traffic to the website is but um did you see this gaining that much traction this quickly not at all like but i i would didn't even plan to like create a website or a twitter account until like well, the Twitter account I was going to do around around Christmas time. Yeah. But I had no plans of making a website until I saw how many. Or we know it was the other way around. <laughs> I had no plans of making the Twitter account, just the website. But then, you know, I decided I'd probably post it on there, and it was kind of like a last second thing to get figured out. And it I it would, took a while for me to figure out how to get the website up. So I got to a point where I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to have this ready at all next year. I may just stick with you know just tweeting out some of the things that I, that I see myself. So, um, but no, it's, it's definitely been very overwhelming compared to what I, like I would never would have thought that so many people been interested in it. Um, like the last couple of years doing it for Northwest Ohio schools, I would, you know, tweet out a couple of screenshots of, you know, my spreadsheets for the rankings for the regions up here. Um, and there, there'd be a few people that would, you know, would would uh would follow along with it um but yeah this year seeing how many you know coaches and athletic programs on there have been following along and saying they love the site and all that stuff has been super super cool to see so yeah definitely did not plan for any of this at all it was kind of yeah i uh from a personal standpoint i i love the the simplicity of the site um color scheme is nice thank you and um yeah i mean i think it's i think it's only going to grow from here man i i i'm like you know like i'll be honest with you like many of us like old heads that are that are in the game like when we see we see something new pop up we're very skeptical at first we we want to check it out and um but yeah man i i was very much impressed and um just keep it up. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's an awesome resource for those of us that love basketball in the state of Ohio. So, um, thank you. I appreciate that. That's funny. You said that you old heads are skeptical. I think one of the first places that I, I posted to other than, you know, on Twitter was I, I started a thread on Yappy and just said, yeah. Hey, go check it out. And there's a lot of people that were replying. They're just like, "Wow, this is actually kind of accurate." Like they were doubt, they were doubting it from right right away. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, us us old heads, man, we're we're always. It's like you got to pass through the test. Like we 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 want to 
we want to check it out before we before we jump into something. But it, it's it's an awesome site, and I appreciate you taking the time to come on here today. I, I hope that uh, more people recognize your great work that you're doing, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Helping get the name out there and everything. So um, it's greatly, greatly appreciated. And also, congratulations. You're going to be going to be even busier coming up. So, yep, I, I haven't had any texts or calls. This, so I think I'm still good for now. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, we'll have a great day, man. And uh, hopefully we, we can talk soon. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yep. Thank you. Uh huh.